When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bruins fell to the New Jersey Devils 2-1 to one in overtime on Wednesday night. As we record on Thursday, Bridget and Scott, let's jump right into the opening shifts. Yeah, so mine, a little bit on the, the negative side. Uh, you know, I thought a couple of the Bruins lines last night were, were pretty good, and we'll get into them. One that was way too quiet was the, I'll call them the second line, but Brad Marchand, Charlie Coyle, and Trent Frederick, and uh, Bruins got outshot six to two when they were on the ice. Martian had two shots on goal for the game. Coyle none. Frederick won. Um, and this kind of continues something that's been a bit of a trend this season, which is that for whatever reason, Martian and Coyle together just doesn't seem to click. Um, on the, the season now, they've played 121 minutes together, which is like getting to be a pretty big sample. Bruins have been outshot 66 to 50 expected goals are 44%. Like that's, that's just not very good. Coyle's been much better when it's been Van Riemsdyk with him along with Frederick. Martian, they kind of feel like they're still trying to find like the best fit, like where he goes without Bergeron because there were stretches when, where him with Zaka and Pasternak was was pretty good. And then there were stretches where they were very quiet. I think I'm at a point where I would like to see Martian with Patra for a little longer of a stretch and see how that looks because there's been some encouraging signs, but they just haven't spent a whole lot of time together. Um, you know, in theory, Martian and Coyle should work better, like smart players, two-way players. Uh, they hold on to pucks, all that, but for some reason, it just isn't clicking, and I think Wednesday night was kind of another example of it. Yeah, um, and basically, I wanted to talk about Morgan Geeky and the game that he had because I feel like he showed us a lot of different skills that we just haven't seen from him throughout the season because he hasn't had the same opportunity that he did last night because he went right from the game before being the fourth-line right wing to – all of a sudden, he's the top line center. And we were, we were wondering how he was going to do in that role. And though at one point in time, he was moved off of that role because it was, um, you know, just the lines were stagnant in general. He ends up scoring with a different group of guys. I think it was um, Van Riemsdyk was on his line at the time. Uh, let's see, it was JVR Geeky Heinen. And they all had a point in last night's game. Geeky had the goal. Um, started out on the top line, ended up on the top line by the end of the game. And I don't know if you guys noticed this, but he had a few like very creative plays that he made besides just working really hard. He had that, that play where he knocked the defender's stick forward, left the puck back and like just created a little bit of space for himself and took it and went around. And then, um, yeah, he, he had a few different things that he did that I was like, Oh, I didn't realize he was that kind of like uh playmaker. We hadn't seen that from him yet, but I thought he had a great game and stepped up without Zaka. 
Yeah, I liked Geeky's game a lot. I liked his effort and um, definitely more to, to, to discuss regarding him and his usage. Is he one of those players who performs better with better players around him um, and kind of plays, you know, levels off if he's with lesser, uh, lesser uh, talent. Uh, so I was listening to the morning show on WEI this morning and Mike Milbury was on and he met, he, he brought up something that's, that's a, it's an age old debate, but I kind of found it interesting for him to bring it up on this morning. Cause it didn't really seem relevant to um, recent games, recent weeks that he may have been discussing, but he brought up the idea of, of Boston. Um, he thinks the Bruins should trade Linus Allmark. And I know that we've talked about it before. It's not a new topic of conversation, but as the season keeps going on here and the Bruins look at what they need on this roster, obviously McAvoy and Zaka being out at your top defense when you your top center. Um, so it's tough to gate to, to, to assess the team based on last night's game, but just in general, there's a lot of teams out there in the NHL that could use goaltending. The Bruins have it in spades, as everybody here knows. It's a it's a position of strength. Yes, you would be taking away a position of strength. You would be taking away the ability to go every other game with Swayman and Allmark and a potential playoff rotation like Scott wants and others want as well. Um, you would be getting rid of that to address needs elsewhere if the potential trade partner was out there, blah, blah, blah. Um, this is a bit of an unprocessed thought by me, but I heard it this morning and I thought it was kind of a, you know, Good time to maybe just revisit it and just get a pulse check on the skate pod. Um, and so that's not my opening shift, not to do the Devils game last night, but just you know, um, revisiting this 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 conversation. Yeah, and I think you know, even though I'm very much open to the playoff rotation, I'm also not opposed to trading one of the goalies. And I think we all agree, you know, you'd probably prefer to keep Swayman. and he's younger, he's more of the long term future. Um, so I'm not opposed to trading Linus Allmark. I just think it has to make sense. Like it has to be for either him traded directly for a real impact player, most likely a forward, uh, or you kind of have like two deals lined up at once where Allmark's going one place and you're getting assets back that then help you immediately turn around and execute another trade that's already in place. Like what I wouldn't want is like, trade Allmark now because the right price is out there. And then, okay, now we're going to go shop for a forward. And it's like, all right, well, what if you don't really find a forward? Like now you've kind of backed yourself into, into a corner where you've, you've freed up money. You've made this one trade with the idea of doing something else, but that doesn't guarantee that that other great trade is out there. Um, so as long as it makes sense, like I'm okay with it. I just don't know that it's, going to make sense. I think it hasn't made sense to this point Um, because when you look at like teams that are looking to trade for number one goalie, part of the problem is, is like most likely there are other contenders. So do you really want to trade Lena Sel Like the Carolina Hurricanes are, would love to trade for Lena Selmark. You're not trading him within the conference because then he could potentially end your season. So I know, you know, people mentioned the Edmonton Oilers, um, certainly a contender if something ended up working out there, but like, that's, that's one team, you know, it's like, you, you got to find more of a market than that. So um, I'm not opposed to it. I just think 
I'm not trading him just for the sake of trading him. And right now I, I kind of struggle to see like that perfect trade that makes it worth pulling the trigger on. Yeah. And if you're just say it's like Edmonton or, or, but just a playoff team in general, they're probably not going to want to trade you, um, you know, a, a top six forward. <laughs> they're probably like, Oh no, I think we need all of our top six forwards in order to win a cup or be, you know, be in the running. So that's the kind of, that that's just kind of the issue with the logistical part of it. Um, I guess I don't really have an issue with trading Allmark in general. And I think we had the same opinion last season, but I do think that we've said it on this podcast a million times. Goaltending is the biggest strength and might be why the record is what it is, even though the, the forward group isn't quite as strong. And Brian, this was one of your takes recently that the record is better than the team. And that's because of goaltending. So um, I'm not sure. I mean, in the playoffs, can you really survive on goaltending alone? The Bruins didn't last year. So it just depends what what management values. Uh, do they value having guys that can go one than the other? Um, I know they do in the regular season, but we didn't see that in the playoffs. So if their philosophy in the playoffs is to ride one guy anyway, tra- maybe trade a goalie well and and in theory um like you know you don't want to solely rely on goaltending in the postseason bridget like you just like you just asked uh so like again part of why milbury brings this up is he feels that jeremy swayman is an elite goaltender in the nhl and that by trading all mark who's a little bit older costs a little bit more and isn't your long-term future swayman is and also one could argue should be already the present solely um, by getting rid of all Mark. You do help bolster bolster that lineup anyway around you where you still have the elite goaltender and swimming, but now you've kind of maybe plugged in a hole or two. Um, and, and as you guys have illustrated, it's, it's harder to do that because you don't want to do it in conference as, as Scott mentioned and, 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 and contenders don't want to part with a top six forward, for example, like Bridget mentioned. So what I would ask is, um, are, why are we limiting ourselves to only thinking about contenders? Do you think there are teams out there that maybe they're on the bubble or just beneath it and they're on the rise and they're saying to themselves, we think we're, we're just a goalie away for 24, 25, um, as opposed to this year? Possibly. Um, yeah, because Allmark does have another year. So it could be a team that's, you know, not quite there this year, but thinks they're heading in the right direction. Um, you know, just kind of trying to take like a quick look through. I, I sort of wonder who that might be. Um, you know, like the Ottawa Senators invested in Eunice Corpusalo, like, which I think might've been a mistake, but they already did it and they can't really get, get out of that three months into that commitment. Um, you know, so like there's there's some teams like that, the Seattle Kraken maybe, or a team that was there last year, struggling this year. They might feel like, you know, they can get back quickly if they get the goalie. So like possibly something, you know, I'm just spitballing, but like that that could be an option too. Um I mean three teams that come to mind, Scott, would be like you mentioned Edmonton earlier. 
Um, obviously, they're hoping to contend now. But, I mean, Calgary, um, Minnesota, Anaheim. Cal- yeah. The, the problem with Calgary is they have so much already invested in goaltending with the contracts they have from Markstrom and Vladar. And also, they're really high on Dustin Wolf, who's gotten like a cup of coffee so far, but it's one of the top-ranked goalie prospects in the league. So I kind of doubt that they would give up a ton for Allmark. Anaheim's an interesting one because there also there's been rumors of them trading John Gibson, um, who I think is in the final year of his deal. So yeah, that that's a team that obviously got off to a good start and has really faded since. Um, but I mean, yeah, sure. Like if they're looking towards next year and they think they're maybe closer than they've shown over the last month. Um, yeah, that can make sense. Or like, what about like Chicago that's trying to rebuild with Bedard? I like, I, I don't know. I, I guess what I'm saying is like, there's always going to be a reason why a team wouldn't want to do it. But if you're flo- if you float Linus Allmark out there for the league over the next, you know, call it 10 months, I'm sure there would be a deal that would probably entice the Bruins as well. I have one team that I think maybe, I I mean, the Penguins are pretty happy with Tristan Jari, right? So I don't, for some reason, that was one that popped into my mind. But what about St. Louis? Would they make a move with St. Louis? They're just outside right now in the standings. And they're, I think they're, they're kind of trapped with Bennington's contract, right? Yeah, that's what I was wondering because he's not been good this year, but they're a team that's right now they're right on the bubble. They're in the last wild card spot. Yeah, I mean, Bennington's six million for three more years after this. Like, that's yeah. again, similar to Ottawa. It's like once you kind of make that big money commitment to a goalie, you're you're sort of stuck, like for better or worse. And, and for some of these teams, definitely for worse. And it's like, yeah, I'm sure St. Louis would love to upgrade over Bennington who hasn't been very good this year, but they can't like, you, you can't have $11 million invested in one position. So that's, so I guess that kind of demonstrates, it kind of demonstrates what we're talking about, how, even if that's something that the Bruins were open to doing, or even were favoring that option, sometimes that there's not a trade partner that's, you know, first of all, in the position to trade for a goalie uh, cap wise, or because they already have money committed to goalies or because they, you know, they're, they're within the conference and you're not going to trade with them. All of those reasons, like we just mentioned are reasons why it hasn't happened in the past. And I feel like it's still pretty unlikely to happen this season. Yeah. It wouldn't be easy. Um, Especially if you're going to pretty much cross off the Eastern conference Right. I mean, if you're going to take away half the league to start, which I'd have to think about if I even feel that way, um, because sometimes you just have to do business. If it's if it's best for your team, you can't be you can't be too afraid that Linus Allmark is going to, you know, uh, be the ghost of Christmas past for you. But um, it, it is hard. It's not easy. There's a lot of things at play. Uh, what I can say is when when teams want to get something done, GMs can get creative. There's, you know, sometimes there's multi-team deals and whatnot. Um, but that would be for Don Sweeney and, and company to figure out. Um, I just wanted to bring this up because Milbury brought it up. And 
Yeah, obviously the Bruins aren't a perfect team, and 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 when you when you are so solid in goal, yes, you're taken away from what your what your strength is. But if look, if you if you're somebody who thinks that Jeremy Swayman is the guy for now and in the future, and you just need somebody to come in and play maybe 35 games a year as a backup, you can find a you can find a solid backup out there. You don't need you don't need to have the top two of the top goalies in the world on your team. Um, you do right now because you're kind of ailing elsewhere, but you don't need that. It's it's luxury on a necessity. So sometimes you have to give to get is all I'm saying. And yeah, I wanted to bring and, it back and, up. And one other thing like we have to know in this discussion too is Linus Allmark has a 16-team no-trade list. So we talk about like potentially eliminating the Eastern Conference. Linus Allmark himself can literally eliminate half the league. So that also has to be. That's very true. You very have to true. work around that. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of workarounds. There really, there really are. But I think um, we all we all kind of feel the same way, though, Bridget. Would you say where it's like, if it makes sense, we're all open to it, right? Yeah, I'd say open to it because of the way that they've used their goalies in the past in the playoffs. Like they had Swayman right there to go to, and they waited way too long. They're like, if you're not gonna do the goalie rotation in the playoffs, I understand it works in the regular season. But if you're, if we're talking about trying to win a Stanley cup. If you're not going to use both of them in the playoffs, then yeah, you, you have to be open to moving a position that you aren't going to lean on like one of the guys and, you know, maybe get something back that you will actually use, which would be a winger. But um, I, I also am completely okay with keeping both of them because they're both good. And I want to see a goalie rotation in the playoffs. Like just, just putting it out there. Scott and I both said this is something we'd like to see last year. Razor disagreed with us. He thought it was blasphemous. Um, I want to see it. I know, you know, we talk about, oh, it hasn't been done. You know, just not what they do. Why? Why not? Let's. I want to see it. Okay. And that's, and that's where um, our panel disagrees probably the most. Is that I, I want to see the goalie rotation out of curiosity. But what I want to see more than that is I want to see Jeremy Swayman be given a postseason to start with. We haven't seen that yet. And 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 bef- it's 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 kind of like we've seen them do we obviously we've seen Tuka have that opportunity. We've seen Allmark have that opportunity. And it's almost like I want to see the goalie rotation if we get to see Swayman have that opportunity. And if Swayman had an opportunity to have a playoff series and run with it and also kind of faltered, then I would be like, okay. Yeah, I want to see a rotation now. But it's it's almost like you guys want to see the rotation before Swayman gets the chance to show what he can do. And that that curiosity for me is trumping my rotation curiosity, if that makes any sense. Well, I, I have two reasons, like, selfishly, right? It's like, I just personally am so curious how it would work out. And I find it really interesting. And, you know, it's something we've debated. And I just, as a hockey fan, want to see, you know... Does it work? Do people hate it? Do people like it? Are people like, oh my God, this is what we're going to do now? Like, is it a new strategy? What if it works really well? It's a new strategy. Bruins win the Stanley Cup and everyone's like, now we need to try that. Um, So I don't know, just as a, just as a hockey fan in general, I'm just really curious to see how it would work. Um, But that would also mean you would be doing the same thing that you did in the regular season, which is just pure alternating 50-50, 50-50, which I know in the playoffs, you usually stick with the guy that if he has a great game the night before, you don't take him out. It's definitely kind of ingrained in hockey culture that that's just how you do it. So it would feel unnatural, but I just, I just want to see it one time. I just, I want to see what it, what it looks like. 
Um, and the, this is the perfect goalie combination to, to try it. I think. Yeah. My, my real take on this is I want you to do whatever's working in the regular season. Like, Whatever, whatever you're doing leading up to the playoffs, if it's working well, just stick with it. And last year, the rotation was working historically well, and that's why I wanted them to stick with it. They went away from it. It didn't work. If it's working really well this year, come the end of the regular season, once again, my take will be that I want to see it continue into the playoffs. If, say, in like the final month, month and a half of the regular season, Swayman is – clearly outperforming Almark, then what I would want to see is I would want to see them lean on Swayman more down the stretch and prepare him to be the number one for the playoffs. Like I'm not, I'm not on, it has to be a rotation and I'm stuck on that and I'm not going to change. Now what I'm going to be stuck on is whatever is working best for you down the stretch leading up to the playoffs. I just want to see that continue. Yeah. Which for this season and last season was a rotation so um and did you guys see the splits when did last night yeah, that was insane cool. that was and even all mark when he came to the bench after that he he said something to him like he said that's a split and a half <laughs> like, yeah that looked painful yeah by the way we, we heard that because all mark was mic'd up and i gotta say like I'm not sure there's too much that's more pointless than hockey players being mic'd up. Like, it has been... Heads up, heads up, I, heads up, heads up. I can't even remember the last time we got anything interesting from a mic'd up hockey player. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, Marshawn was mic'd up at one point for a TNT broadcast, and he swore um, live because they were doing, like, an interview where he was talking directly to the panel, and he was, like, skating around during warm-ups, and he just straight up swore on live tv and they thought it was funny but they also were like great <laughs> that was really it though that i can remember that was entertaining yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's a whole lot of let's go boys and yeah good play good play yeah in 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 deep deep 